Come on, church. Why don't we lift up a shout of praise this morning? Lift up the King of Kings. Come on. Jesus. You're so amazing, God. You're so amazing. Amen. Lord God, we're so thankful for Your presence. King Jesus, as we celebrate Your birth over Christmas, we're just so thankful for what You've done for us. We're so thankful for what You're doing for us right now. And so God, right now we choose to worship, we choose to praise You higher than everything else that's going on in our world right now. We thank You, God. You're higher than any dominion. You're higher than any power, any position. You are so higher, God. We thank You for that in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you in church this morning. How's everyone doing? Everyone's a bit quiet today. My job today is I'm going to stir you up. We're going to walk out here jumping, praising, singing into Christmas. Have a good season. Christmas is meant to be tiring, right? It's meant to be a good time. Sometimes the food does that, but that's okay. We're going to have food today, but it's going to be good. Why don't you be seated? Give someone a high five on the way down. Um, I just want to say, um, I haven't had a chance actually to say this yet. Well, we did it last week for a little bit, but I just want to say thank you to everyone who helped out last week at Christmas Under the Stars. Um, always just blows my mind that we are able in this country to do this publicly and, and, and share the gospel publicly. Uh, we're so blessed. I, I don't think we realize how blessed we are because it's so normal for us, but it is a blessing. Um, a lot of countries around the world are, you know, get persecuted for doing something like that, and we don't. And, um, you know, we can think it's persecution, persecution in Australia. It's really not. Um, we are publicly allowed to do that and to invite anyone along, and anyone can hear the gospel. And it, that is such a privilege, and that is why we do it. And so I just want to say a huge shout-out to everyone involved and everyone who served in any capacity. Um, it is such an honour that we get to do that. I reckon we probably had close to nearly 90 to 100 volunteers from our church that served on Saturday in 41-degree heat um, and didn't complain. And the miracle is no one got sick and no one um, got really crook with doing that. We really looked after people and hydrated people. And just to see the impact of what happens, you know, Jeanette and Matt Pembo gave out Bibles to people and people inquired about coming to church, inquired about Jesus. It's all worth it. Even in 40 degree heat, <laughs> it's worth it. And uh, so I just want to shout out to everyone who was involved in that. And uh, such an amazing opportunity we get to do that as well. Rob and Aaron, I just want to, I was just, um, watching you Aaron sing just then and I was just um, going to say to you I just feel like I have a word for your bub and that is that your baby's going to be grow up and will be like a peace bringer a peace bringer and I really believe that that um, your baby is going to be so peaceful for you guys but it's going to be a blessing for you but I think they are going to be a peace bringer in every situation they walk into I really felt that and say that, say that to you today and um, you guys are a blessing and I love watching Rob as an angel on, uh, on last Saturday. You make a good angel, bro. You make a good angel. Well, it's all good. And I'm matching with Kathy Koopman today. What the heck? Like, not just like black and white, but like the same fabric even. I don't know. Maybe we shopped in the same shop. Whatever. Well, today I get to speak on, in the Advent series that we're doing, on joy. On joy. And I'm actually kind of glad I got this topic because I feel like 
you know, I, it's easy to speak on joy out of the Bible because there's so much gold in the Bible about joy. Yeah. And uh, have you ever been so happy that you can't contain it? Um, I recently, for my 40th birthday, got a gift. I got to drive Mount Panorama in a, in a V8, um, unlimited. So like as fast as like they let you go, really, because you have someone sitting next to you. And as I was doing it, I, think, I was thinking to myself, this has been a dream. Like as I was doing it, I was thinking, this is like my dream come true. Like, obviously after marrying Ali, of course. <laughs> but driving Mount Panorama in a V8, and it was only four laps, but, and it went for like 20 minutes and it was all over. But I just felt so much happiness, so much joy that I got to do this. I remember accelerating up um, Mountain Straight and thinking, this has just been, I watch it on TV every year, and this is just a dream come true. And the guy next to me is like, um, this is about your moment. I'm just going to let you drive. And he was breaking for me sometimes. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, mate. Just let me. <laughs> they make sure they, they've got to do that for insurance and stuff. But he was like, nah, go hard. And then I felt it breaking. I'm like, dude, come on, mate. Off the brake. <laughs> let me go harder. But um, it was so much fun and so happy. Obviously, like when I got married to Ali, that was so, I had so much happiness. Our kids being born. Nothing in my life is really, um, I can't explain, parents will know this, you can't explain that moment when you meet them for the very first time and that joy and that happiness that it brings. But I can guarantee that all these hopes and dreams we have here on earth will never come close to the joy from God. Jesus offers us a joy that cannot be found here on earth in the natural, but a supernatural joy that is only found in Jesus. Joy is one of the most prominent themes in the Bible. From the very beginning, God's plan for mankind has been to bring us joy and peace. Throughout the Bible, we see stories of joy in response to God's blessings and celebration of His promises. In the Old Testament, the Israelites rejoiced and sang songs of joy when they escaped the Egyptians and made their way to the promised land. In the New Testament, Jesus brings joy to those who follow Him and encourages others to do the same. The Apostle Paul also speaks of joy in his letters, urging believers to be joyful even in difficult circumstances. The Bible teaches us that joy is a gift from God and that it is something to be celebrated and shared with others. So today, we're going to speak about the gift. The gift that He's given us of joy through Jesus. So we have a joy this morning. It's a gift. It's been given to us. It has been given to us this morning. So number one, joy is a gift from Jesus. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. Rob. <laughs> appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid. I'll bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognise Him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snuggling in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The birth of Jesus 
has given us great joy, everyone. It's a gift that's been given. And like the shepherds, we need to share the good news. Share the joy of Jesus. Share this joy. I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. Great joy to all people. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So when we get saved, we, bring, we have joy from our salvation. And we need to remind ourselves of this fact daily. I thank God for the gift of Jesus. That Jesus was given to us as a gift. We have eternal life with Him, something to be celebrated. We have eternal life. That's a celebration moment to be thankful of King Jesus, that we have eternal life. The arrival of Jesus makes the beginning of our, marks the beginning of our salvation, a cause for rejoicing, to draw deep from the fountain of salvation. Consider a thirsty traveller finding a refreshing spring in the desert. In Christ, we discover a wellspring of joy that satisfies our deepest longings. Our deepest longings. Jesus is the joy this season. He is the joy of this season. I know we say it every year, but it's actually true. And as humans, we need to be reminded. He is the joy of the season, of the Christmas season. He is the joy. The world paints a picture of happiness but not joy. It's a picture of happiness. It's like when you go to an art gallery and there's all these, you know, amazing paintings on the wall and you look at that and, oh, that's, that's cool, that's cool. The world is like that. We can look at things. Oh, that looks so cool. I wish I had that. And that would make me happy. But nothing will make you happy in this world. Only Jesus has that joy. It's not a happiness. Joy is a, inside our soul. Right down deep, we have a joy in Jesus. The old covenant was all about the law, but the new covenant is about grace and forgiveness given to us by Jesus. This Christmas, my prayer is that we remember the joy of our salvation that He has given us. So maybe when we're, talk, when we're talking around our Christmas tables this year, why don't we actually bring up that conversation that the joy that we have in Jesus, maybe we're bold enough if our family aren't saved to just bring that up. And say, hey, I have a joy. I have a joy through Jesus. Can I pray today? Can I say grace today? Sometimes we're too scared sometimes when we have unsafe family to do this stuff. And I'm talking to myself. May we have a boldness this Christmas to speak about the joy of Jesus. Jesus was and still is the ultimate gift. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. For us a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. So, just, so for us, a child has been born, which is Jesus. And joy is a gift from Jesus. May we not take it for granted. It's not once saved, I'll go to heaven, then I'll live this life and forget about it. No, may we always remind ourselves of the joy that is given to us by King Jesus. It is the ultimate 
gift. Number two, joy is not an emotion. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is not. Joy is closely related to gladness and happiness. Although joy is more of a state of being than an emotion, it is actually a result of choice. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Having joy is part of the experience of being a Christian. So it's not an emotion. We don't just wake up one morning and go, oh, I feel joy. That's maybe happiness or gladness. Joy is a decision we daily make. Wake up. God, I know there's some stuff going on, but I choose to have joy in you. I choose that my heart is set on you, Jesus. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God, I'm sitting with you right next to that stream and I just fill you with my joy. Fill fill me with your joy. Ah! (laughs) I found the wrong way. I do this a lot, guys. I say some random stuff. Just ask Ali. We laugh a lot in our house at stuff that I say, don't we? Yeah, we do. She's like, what? What did you just say? I don't know what I just said. (laughs) Just came out. Philippians 4 verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always Again I say rejoice So it's a daily decision to do this We actually need to tell our soul to rejoice Tell your soul to rejoice It's a lot easier said than done I know But this is what the Bible tells us Being happy is an emotion Joy is something deep within A joy the world cannot explain that billions of dollars cannot explain. Having everything cannot explain. Joy is something deep down. When we walk with Jesus, we have a joy. It's like a deep sense of peace. A deep sense of peace. You know, happiness can come and go. And, you know, you have that car and I think that's the dream car. It's like what I did at Bathurst, right? And I did it. I was so happy, but... I walked away from that going, I'm so glad I'm a Christian because so many people aim for this stuff thinking that that's it. That really isn't it. The joy deep down we get from God is it. It is it. Nothing in this world can satisfy us. We buy that dream car and one day we have a crash and it's broken. One day it breaks down um, and then we're sad. I'll buy that dream house all of a sudden we're crippled with debt um, and it's not what we thought it was. And, you know, someone said to me once, um, you get the big house, you get the big bills, <laughs> you get the, all the work, <laughs> there's more lawns to mow, there's more lights to draw power. Uh, it's, you know, it's not the be all and end all. And uh, it's so true, isn't it? If only that person would make me happy. That's a trap we've all fallen into. That's we've all fallen into that trap, and guess what? They don't. They never will. Our spouse won't make us happy. (laughs) They don't. It's a choice to have joy. It's a choice to choose joy daily, no matter what our circumstances are. You know, social media is good. It's also not so good. Um, I think what it's brought that is not so good is the comparison thing, where we're daily, we're looking at people's lives comparing ourselves to them they've chosen a split second moment 
to share in their day. Their day could have been horrible and that moment could have been amazing. And then we choose to compare ourselves with that. And it's something that it just happens. We don't actually go on social media and go, I'm going to compare today. We just do it. It's just human instinct to do it. Oh, there's a, oh, they got a new car. Oh, gee, maybe I should get a new car. Oh, look at that house. Oh, they're doing quite well for themselves. It, it's just human nature. Before, it's, think about life before social media. Think about life. What was it like? We'd be in church. I wouldn't have a clue what Clive did this week. I wouldn't have a clue until I talked to him face to face. Oh, Clive, you bought a new house. Oh, that's great. Yes, comes with a lot of challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on social media, we just see the photo. And so social media has brought us this comparison that is like rapidly accelerated. And we can't let our emotions rule us. We've got to find joy in Him. Proverbs 17.22, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A joyful heart is good medicine. Wow. You know, I've watched a little documentary on Netflix, and some of you might have seen this, called The Blue Zones. Have anyone seen The Blue Zone? Um, I wasn't going to watch it because I thought it was going to be one of those health shows that like, makes you feel bad. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, you know, I should do that. It's like that sugar one that's like, like in America. They did that thing in America. I watched a few episodes and I was like, I'm never eating McDonald's again. And then I ate McDonald's again. It's like, what? It didn't really change me. Um, the Blue Zone. The show is about blue zones which actually got their label on the earth's map when they were marked with blue ink on the map to indicate areas where a high proportion of people make it to 100. So where they've statistically looked and gone a lot of people in those areas make it and live to 100. So the blue zone documentary went to these areas and interviewed and researched and found out why do people live to 100 in these blue zones. So the areas were Okinawa, Okinawa in Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece, or Ikaria, Greece, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Loma Linda in California, and Singapore to find out the secrets of living a long and healthy life. And here's what they found out. Some of them won't be so surprising, but some of them are a bit, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Number one, they move naturally. They walk. They don't go to the gym, they don't run marathons, and they don't necessarily join a program on fitness. They just walk. They live in environments that constantly get them moving without thinking about it. That's number one. So it's not a gym membership, it's just, just moving. Number two, purpose. Wow, we talk about this every week, but they have purpose. Their kinwans call it ikigai. And the Nikons call it Plan de Vida, for both that translate to why I wake up every morning. Knowing your sense of purpose is worth up to seven years of extra life expectancy. That's what this is just research. It's not even someone making it up. And we have a purpose, right? As Christians, we have a purpose in Jesus. Number three, they learn how to downshift. Even people in the blue zones experience stress. Stress is in the blue zones. Stress leads to chronic inflammation associated with every major age-related disease. What the world's longest people have worked out is that they, they don't have routines. They have routines that shed stress. They take a moment every day to remember their ancestors and where they've come from. They pray. 
They take a nap and they do a happy hour. Oh, I didn't say alcohol, I just said happy hour. Maybe that's just sitting down being happy. <laughs> they downshift. They de-stress. And there's a couple of others in there. They have an 80% rule where they, they only eat 80% of the meal. So they leave a 20% gap. They eat a lot of plants. Well, maybe that's not me, but anyway. <laughs> this one, I, I was shocked by this one. I was actually shocked by this one. They drink wine at five o'clock every day. Now, I'm not an advocate for drinking. I'm just let me just put this in here. But they drink moderately and regularly. In Italy, the, the men have a lot of pasta and drink a wine every night. But they do it around friends, socially. And the cardiovascular rate in those men is so low. Crazy. It's gone very quiet. Jesus drank wine, just saying. But it says they didn't have 14 drinks on Saturday. <laughs> they belong. Number seven, they belonged. All but five of the 270 people they interviewed, all but five, so nearly so 250, 255 people, belong to some faith-based community. All but five. Denomination doesn't seem to matter. Research shows that attending faith-based services four times a month will add four to 15 years to your life. So they belong to a community. Number eight, they put their family first. They keep aging parents and grandparents nearby or in the home. They commit to a life partner and they invest in their children with time and love. This is secular. This isn't even a Christian documentary, but this is what they researched. If you look after your children and invest in your children, they are more likely to look after you when you need it. Number nine, they're in the right tribe. The world's longest living people were born into social circle, circles that, were supported, that supported healthy behaviours. Akinwans in Japan called Moya groups of five friends that committed to each other for life when they were little. Research shows that smoking, obesity, happiness, even loneliness are contagious. So the social networks of long-lived people have favourably shaped their health behaviours. Wow. So who you hang around with actually does really matter. And... So being in church, hanging around with like-minded, faith-filled, joy-filled people is contagious. It's statistically proven that who you hang around affects you. Who you hang around affects you. You know, the good old, my grandfather, he died really young on my dad's side and, um, from alcoholism, really. And he just went to the pub and drank every day, every day. Just went to the pub, drank, drunk every day. Made it to 43 or something, 44 Really young. I never met him. He died before I was born. But, he hung, but I looked around at my family and I remember my uncle John, who lives, still lives down in Penrith, would talk about him. And they all that time, or back in those days, the thing was, after work, you go to the pub and you drank. That's what it was like back then for a lot of people. And they died so young and they had no purpose. And I was thinking about that too. And I thought they just had no joy. The joy was in the bottle. The joy was in the bottom of the, the, bottom of the beer. 
But the real joy that we have is in Jesus. So it's not an emotion. It's actually a choice to have joy. And we've chosen today to be in community. You've chosen to be in church. That's what's so sad when Christians don't come to church and they they choose not to live in a community because it actually does help us. It actually does help us to have, have that joy. I know Sundays, I might have a horrible week. I go home on Sunday afternoon and I feel like, oh, I needed that. I needed to talk to people. I needed to talk to people that love God. I needed to talk to people that supported me and lifted me up and prayed for me. We need it. And it's not about living a long life, but it's proven that it's good for you. It's so good for you to have joy in Jesus. So don't let emotions rule you. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. We live for an audience of one. I know for me, for years and years, I struggled with trying to be like, you know, just perfect for everyone. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but just pleasing people. Pleasing people. I hated when I got in trouble at school. I hated when I made someone upset. I hated that. But I had to learn that it also affected me in the other way where I tried to please everyone, tried to please everyone all the time. And Ray Andrews has really helped me with this. Only live for an audience of one. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. It really doesn't matter. I, I know how freeing, it's, freeing it has felt and the joy that's been in my heart when I've let some of that stuff go. I don't care what people think about me anymore, good or bad. Not that we abuse that, but I just feel like one, when you let go of that, there's a freedom and a joy that comes. And we, we have that with social media. We compare and, and we do all this crazy stuff. And I, I feel like saying to today, let it go. Just live for the audience of one. The audience of one, the applause of one is more important than the applause of many. So just live for the audience of one. Luke chapter 16, verse 13. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve, and it says here, both God and money. But you also cannot serve God and also please people. You can't. You can't. Just serve God, audience of one. Number three rocketing through this joy lights up the darkness joy lights up the darkness psalm 30 i'll exalt you lord for you have rescued me you refuse to let my enemies triumph over me oh lord my god i cried to you for help and you restored my health you brought me up from the grave oh lord you kept me from falling into the pit of death Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise His holy name. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth once said, Great faith is the product of great fights. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. Great triumphs can only come out of great trials. So guess what? We have darkness in this world. We have trials. We go through things. But like the psalm says, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. So we have a choice to make in the trials. Are we going to lift up Jesus? Are we going to have Jesus at the centre of our trial? Amen. You may be going through it today, but I want to encourage you. What you're going through should never steal your joy. It shouldn't steal your joy. Stick close to Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. 
Again, I will say it, rejoice. You've got to tell yourself over and over, rejoice in the Lord. James 1 verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Oh, thanks, James. Cheers, mate. Good on you. Count it all joy. Count it all joy, mate. Cool. But that's what the Bible teaches us. Romans 12 verse 12, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation. The world may be in darkness right now, but I want to prophesy today that more and more people will find joy in the Lord. That even though there's darkness, even though there's war, even though there's famine, as horrible as all that is, may people find joy in Jesus. Not just in Australia, but around the world. When I was preparing this message, I felt to, to prophesy that. And I, don't, I felt a bit like, well, who are you to prophesy that? But I really feel like today, let's prophesy from this room that there'll be joy in the Holy Spirit spread out of this room. That it's contagious. We just talked about that. Who you hang around, it changes them. So you have the power through the Holy Spirit to change others. You can bring a joy to your workplace. You can bring a joy in that hospital bed when you are sick. So I want to prophesy today, you can do that. Let's be joy bringers through the Holy Spirit. It's a gift He's given us, so let's use it. The gift of joy. Someone said to me once, you're too easy going. You smile, you laugh a lot. You laugh, you laugh a lot. And I used to get cut about that, thinking there was something wrong with me. And now I think like, mate, joke's on you, champ. Joke's on you. You're sad. I'm glad I'm happy. I'm glad I laugh. I'm glad that I smile and my smile's big. A kid at school once said that to me. You got big lips, you smile a lot. Now I feel like ringing him up saying, how are you going, champ? I'm glad I smile a lot. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So come on, when you go back to your home, when you go back to work, back to wherever you're going to, bring the joy of the Lord. Prophesy it. That Jesus would be made more known, that we'd be bold enough to bring joy in all situations, that we'd be bold enough to believe for salvation. The gift of joy is salvation. The world needs Jesus and they need the joy. They need the joy. He is the light of the darkness. He is the light in the darkness. You know, Psalm 23, we all know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He is with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So even though we're going through a trial, or you might be in a valley, walk with Jesus. I love the picture of sitting next to a stream and just having that peace and that joy in the valley. I love that picture. That's Jesus. He meets us where we're at. He meets us in our darkest times. I know for me personally, I felt Jesus the closest when I've been going through some of the biggest stuff I've gone through in my life. I felt Him the closest. 
So He's with you guys. He's so with you. He's so with you. You know, I love this story. We're nearly finished wrapping it up. But Horatio Spafford, some of you may have never heard of him. Some of you might have. He wrote a song, It Is Well With My Soul. He was a real estate investor. He was a successful attorney. He lost a lot of fortune. And around the same time, he lost the son of scarlet fever. So thinking a vacation would be good, he sent his wife and kids to England on a ship. He was planning to join them later after he was doing some business. However, while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship was involved in a terrible collision and sunk. More than 200 people lost their lives. This is in 1871, including all four of Horatio's leftover kids, all his daughters. His wife, Anna, survived. Upon arriving in England, she sent a telegram to her husband saying, I've been saved alone. Horatio immediately went to England on a boat. At one point during his voyage, the captain of the ship, aware of the tragedy that had struck the family, summoned Horatio to tell him that they were now passing over the spot where the shipwreck had occurred. As Horatio thought about his daughters, words of comfort and hope filled his heart and mind. He wrote them down. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Powerful, powerful. That even though he lost all that, lost his kids, that he would write those words down. And we've sing that hymn. It's one of the most famous hymns we sing. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. So this morning, you might be going through something. You might be on top of the mountain. Everything's good. But may we just remember the joy of the Holy Spirit that He's given us. Amen. My prayer is that we'd all find real joy in Jesus. And how do we do that? We do that by knowing Him. We do that by making a decision daily to walk with Jesus. We do that by surrendering to Him again when we've fallen away. So today, God, may we be bold enough to fill us again with Your Holy Spirit, that Your Holy Spirit would fill us with joy, a joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, may we be bold enough, Lord, to fill us with a joy that's contagious, that by Your Holy Spirit, that this Christmas, at our family table, at our workplace function, God, may the joy of Your Spirit be so contagious that people ask questions. We'd be able to share You to them in Jesus' Name. We prophesy right now over this world, over Australia. God, we pray for Your Spirit to move in this place. God, we pray for Your Spirit to move in Mount Riv, all the way to Blacksland, right down into Penrith, right up the mountain. Lord, in Jesus' Name, we pray for a move of the Holy Spirit, that Your joy would fill this place. We're bold enough today to believe, God, that You would move in power in Jesus' Name. So why don't we stand, church? Like I said at the start, I'm praying today that we'd walk out of here with joy in our hearts. A joy in our hearts today. We wouldn't be sombre when we walk out. We'd have a joy to share with others, a joy to share to this world in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Father. Why don't we all pray together? Why don't we lift up our hands in worship? Come on, you have a joy in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you start crying out to Him? Start praying to Him. 
the joy of the Spirit fill this place today in Jesus' Name. All the way from right to this right-hand side, all the way to the left. God, we pray Your Holy Spirit fill this place in Jesus' Name. Your joy, God, Your joy. Your joy, Jesus. Thank You, Father. I pray for people who have lost their joy. I pray they receive a, a filling of joy again in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Jesus. You haven't called us to be a sad people. You called us to be a joyous, a victorious people in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Father. May you strengthen people's bones today with your joy. God, may with a sickness and illness, God, may your joy bring healing. May your joy bring breakthrough in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you in this place. We exalt you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus. Come on, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Start singing out to Him. Come on. Lord, we pray for breakthrough with finance. Lord, we pray that when when there's been lack, we pray for provision in Jesus' name. Joy, more joy. If you want to be so bold right now, if you want to see an infilling of joy, come down the front this morning. Come on, Holy Spirit's here to move. Holy Spirit's here to change lives today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, be bold enough. If you've lost your joy, we're going to pray for joy to be filled again. Thank you, Jesus. His death could not hold.